0: You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio,
1: your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose
0: and Ahanu.
1: Okay, you're very, very welcome. My name is Ahanu, and on behalf of Angel Rose, I welcome you to this Akashic Records online session number 41. Our seasoned participants will know the procedures for these sessions. But for our newcomers today, and we do have many from various parts of the world with us, it's important that I point out that throughout these sessions, Angel Rose is not in a trance and neither is she channeling through any spiritual or psychic entity, spirit, angel or ascended master. She is downstepping these answers to your questions directly from Source. Now, many of you are aware that the answers to these questions became the basis for Angel Rose's first book in the 10-book Honest to God series called A Time of Change, which is available from atimeofchange.info Her second book, called The Nature of Reality, can be ordered from thenatureofreality.info. And both, of course, can also be ordered from Amazon.com or requested from most high street bookstores. Because this session is being recorded, We will not use people's personal names anywhere in the session. It simply ensures the privacy of all participants. All participants will receive a copy of the recording free of charge as soon as we have finished rendering it as a download. In the event we don't get to all of your questions today, we will carry them over to our free open forum sessions on the first Sunday of every month. Each week, the summaries of these sessions, we call them Profundities. They're posted online at worldofempowerment.com allowing people from around the world to benefit from sources, words and profound guidance. To date, we have collected thousands of hours of audio, video and transcripts from these sessions, and they are all available to members in the archives of the World of Empowerment website at worldofempowerment.com. Finally, we ask you that once this session is closed today, please go to the worldofempowerment.com website and leave your comments about your experiences from the session today. As is traditional with us, we will also be doing the Meditation to Paradise Earth at the end. So please do stay for that. So that's the end of the formal introductions. I'd like now to welcome our very own beloved, Angel Rose.
0: And good morning, everyone, from really sunny and warm San Diego, California. I just want to make a note to let people know that the inconsistency of our group's as of late is because we've been traveling, we've been doing earthwork around the globe and sometimes the time just doesn't work out. So you will be getting an email to let you know when the next group is. So please allow for some inconsistencies in our program. All right, I'm going to go ahead and say the prayer. <laughs> All right, so before we begin with the questions, as I'm saying the prayer, there is a red light that I'm being shown. It actually looks like flames and fire, okay, as well as a nice, beautiful yellow color. The feeling I get, though, about the, the red and the flames is it feels like the energy on the earth is heating up. And this means seeing more chaos in places and things being volatile in different places. And as well as the actual physical Earth uh, heating up herself. Okay, so when I look at the yellow, though, the yellow actually feels much calmer in comparison to the red, to the flames. It feels like it's almost like a light in the darkness or... um, some sort of healing energy coming through in the midst of chaos and uh, it feels like that's going to be occurring very very soon okay Hanna
1: okay our first question today can you give us an update on the next two months on planet earth
0: right well for everybody out there who knows or doesn't know there are many predictions coming up about september 23rd and through october everything from there's a new cosmic wave coming through the planet that has the potential to awaken people even further and also that there is an imminent financial collapse and a takedown of the grid of the planet So let me just see, we brought this question because we thought we'd get Source's opinion about it all. So give me a minute. All right, so what Source is calling this is that there is a movement going on across the planet, okay? And that movement seems that it is unsettling for many people in many places, All right. You might have noticed that people are suddenly picking up and moving to different places. You know, we hear about that a lot ourselves. People just all of a sudden one day decide they're moving to a different location. Okay. So, but this movement as I'm watching it feels like it is a mixture of uh, people shifting and moving and moving into, let's say, positive positions for themselves and other people who are in chaotic surroundings Uh, i'm seeing a lot of people being surrounded by rough water being wet um, being tossed about okay so we are looking at uh, a process of great i'm going to call it cataclysmic movement because it feels like it is turmoil for some and you know, being uprooted by others. So there is this movement going on across the planet. All right. Some people are actually being moved to places where they will be safe. Uh, Other people are leaving the planet right now. Okay. So this is a time of great turmoil is what I'm seeing. Okay. Just a second. Governments are also shifting, politics are shifting, Um, some of it's precarious in terms of uh, what countries are going to be doing what and when. You know, what I'm looking at is we're looking at upheaval all the way around, actually, Uh, shifting and changing and movement. In terms of the finances, uh, you are going to see fluctuations in the stock market. But you know, the feeling I have is it's not going to completely crash. There'll be times when it'll drop, maybe and stay dropped for a while, two or three weeks, but then things will start to shift again. And again, this is controlled politically, by the way. So I do think we'll see a, a drop in that. And it feels that those drops are orchestrated so that... Political people can do things behind the scenes. So in other words, it seems to buy them time to um, decide what they're doing or do a different plan of action. Uh, The governments don't seem to really want a complete financial crash. They don't mind, you know, momentary upsetments those they use to their advantage. But it doesn't look to me that they want a complete crash. I think they're aware that that would be disastrous, and quite frankly, they don't look like they're able to handle the fallout from that. Even though, you know, yes, okay, there's been more military exercises, there's been more plans like that to handle riots in the streets, but it still looks like with all their preparation that they still would not be able to handle all of the fallout from such a crash. So uh, I don't see that that's going to be a complete crash. You may see, like I say, fluctuations in the market. You may watch certain banks go down temporarily, but it doesn't look like it's a all-at-once worldwide event okay not to that magnitude all right and i do think there's discussions being made by governments uh they're discussing this whole situation with the world and the money and the uh, welfare of nations and there's still countries at odds with each other for example russia does look like it's at odds with the u.s so does china Um, There's other countries where we have politics going on in the Middle East, where we've been sending representatives over to be discussing certain things. So there's a lot, lot going on right now, uh, as far as what source is showing me. Now, as far as the energy wave, it's already started to come. It's already been kind of pulsing through in the last... uh, month i'd say it's already been happening okay so um, what you're going to see is a a gradual buildup of that which will also be some of the reasons why you'll watch people changing or moving or for some people it will be uh, stress and chaos chaos for them okay but the purpose of that is again is to increase a frequency upon the planet, okay, so that a greater purification can occur, let's say. And this purification is not a punishment. By the way, it's an opportunity to go to a higher level. It's an opportunity to become more aware to be more connected to your own inner self or to be more aware of the whole. So it'll affect each person differently. Some people will be able to flow with that. Uh, Their bodies and chakras will be in a condition to adjust easily. Others might have a more difficult time because if you're in a situation where you've been living in a way that has not been promoting growth for you, you might find that the strain of having to make a change will increase. That can come through negative circumstances if you're not flowing with it on your own. What I hear so saying is that we need to be assured that that life will go on on this planet. Like, I do not see an end to the world, for example. It doesn't look like that's the way it works. It looks like the Earth is going to be here for a very, very long time. She does go through her shifts and changes uh, through various cycles. And some of those are no respecter of persons. But source is saying the life does continue. The world will continue. The quality of your world, you know, is this is all an opportunity for all of us to increase the quality of our lives. In other words, it is about becoming more aligned with your own inner self, it is about being more loving, making more changes that are for the benefit of everybody, not just ourselves separately. But it's a process. I Once again, I'm reminding everybody, this is not going to be an instant, miraculous change. This is a process. And it's a gradual process. Okay, so in that process, there are events that occur that cause big shifts, and then things calm down, and then there's little shifts that occur daily in people's lives and relationships. Okay, so we're in a process of change. Some will, like I said, flow with it. Others won't make it. That's the way it is through any kind of change. But really, we're being asked to, as a collective, to become a lot more cooperative, a lot more loving, okay? Uh, Helpful in our communities and our neighborhoods, Okay, so this is about becoming human again in the true sense where it's about, you know, caring for the whole package, not just our small selves. All right, I guess that's it on that one.
1: Okay, our next question, Engel Rose. If all time exists simultaneously and time is a location and frequency, Is it possible to embed a code or a program like what sacred sites have from our time to be found by a past or future time that could be healing or divert events?
0: All right, repeat that to me one more time. There's a lot in there, huh?
1: There is, yeah. This participant is asking about time because it exists simultaneously. Is is there a code or some kind of uh, frequency like what's available at sacred sites around the planet that we can access that might be healing for us now or divert negative events?
0: Interesting question. Okay, hang on. Well, what Source is saying to me is, is that that each moment is really... Each moment we're embedding codes... Into the time field by our thoughts and our perceptions. So it isn't that all of a sudden some code is going to be embedded into a particular spot or location. What I'm hearing from Source is that it wants, the, let's see, how can I say this? It wants us to be putting high quality thoughts, feelings, and perceptions into the time field now. Okay, because this is the moment of change. It's like even when I can see possibilities coming up for the future, sources always told us to stay away from predictions or things that occur at particular times. Because anything can happen in the moment, and you're in a quantum field right now you're you're in a universe where there's plasma fields all around us that respond instantly to our thoughts and feelings and perceptions so what i'm hearing is sources saying you know embed loving and quality thoughts into the matrix now because that changes everything in the moment and that's really what It's asking, not that in some future time we'll avert some disaster because it's the quality of ourselves that determines what happens. I hope I made that clear enough.
1: Super. Now, National Geographic just announced a new species of a skeleton that was found in South Africa. What can source tell us about this?
0: Was this a human skeleton? Okay. All right, so what Source is showing me is that it doesn't want us to be thinking linearly about species because the truth is is that many species in ancient times coexisted together. So we're going to keep discovering new forms of biologies that were present on this earth in ancient times. Okay, so what I'm seeing is many races being here from two things. Many different types of extraterrestrials were here at the same time who had a hand in working with different species, creating different species. And so there was actually a conglomeration of many different types of people and beings here um, in ancient times, and we had star people included in that. So this discovery, what I'm hearing, shows us another species that was here at a particular time, and what sources saying is we're gonna be finding more and more evidence of strange um, people that we didn't know about. But it looks to me that this is part of our history, And not to be thinking linear like that one evolved from the other or came up, you know, through the ages like that. Because I'm seeing there were many here all at the same time that were very different.
1: Did Mars have a society that lived three million years ago? And was there some sort of nuclear disaster that wiped out those people on Mars?
0: Okay, good question. Well first of all there still are some races of uh beings that live underneath Mars. Underground is what I'm saying. Okay. So yes there were um species living on Mars long, long time ago. It looks like some actually left and went to different star systems. I am hearing that their planet became uninhabitable, and it feels to me that it was uh, a lot of heat, but a lot of it looks like it might have come from cosmic sources. Okay, not that they blew themselves up. I don't really see that. It looks like it was cosmic events that made their planet um, just get too hot, Uh, uninhabitable, so somewhat underground. And it looks like there's a lot of water underground in Mars. Actually, if you were to go beneath the surface, uh, it looks to me that there are climatic conditions that are much different and cooler. And there's a lot of wa- I keep seeing a lot of water. All right, so there are beings that still live under there, but some who were on the surface did flee to other systems. I just keep seeing it was the surface got very hot and because of that they couldn't sustain their life on the surface.
1: A new participant, Angel Rose, is asking about how to spread wide the variety of spiritual knowledge of whatever we know to as many people as possible as some of us who are connected to this Akashic group know many things which the masses do not know. Well, perhaps I might just give a a quick answer. Now, this is not from the Akashic Records, but this is my own experience. And uh, just to drop it in there, it is actually quite difficult to have people understand what it is that we talk about here because it's a question of brain chemistry, first of all, and then it's a question also of willingness. And then finally, it's a question of what a person's Sole contract is. So, we've had a certain amount of difficulty spreading this group, for example. We would love to see thousands and thousands of people participating here, but that's not the case in practice. So, let's ask Angel Rose and see if we can get uh, an answer from the Akashic Records about how best to do that, because I'm certainly very, very keenly interested in this answer myself, and I appreciate uh, this participant uh, raising the question.
0: Alright, so give me a minute to ask source about this. You're listening to Answers from the Akashic Records, a world of empowerment service from Angela Rose and Ahanu. Years of research, thousands of profound statements, hundreds of sessions, miles of transcripts. Months of listening, a vast archive of personal power and spiritual awareness awaits you. Join worldofempowerment.com today, a members-only website of practical spirituality, for your fast-changing world. worldofempowerment.com Okay, so, as usual, everybody, when you ask source, you get an answer from uh, a place of love. And I think that's the first most important thing to remember, um, because source is saying that the way you spread knowledge is number one, you become knowledge. All right, so if you take take everything first as your individual soul progression, and as you incorporate higher knowledge, you know the task at hand is still to become love It's still to become a more loving presence it's still to it's still to uh, refine virtues you know compassion non-judgment, extending and sharing and, and communicating. People respond to love they respond to loving kindness so in terms of the knowledge that we might have about what's going on in the world, you get a bigger let's say you spread truth better by becoming it okay and by walking down the street and being a presence of love and higher illumination that automatically affects everybody you come in contact with without having to say anything you know i had mentioned earlier that sometimes it's a matter of brain chemistry and You know, you may try to tell certain people in your life or people that you care about some of the things that are going on and they may not want to hear it at all. They may not prepare anything. But it's because, you know, everybody is in their own guidance. Okay, so you have to remember that everybody's in their own relationship with themselves and with Source. And actually everybody's safe. Even if people leave the planet because they didn't know any better or they didn't prepare or they put themselves in a situation that's dangerous, they're still all right. Okay, it's appropriate for that person at the level that they are. All right, so, you know, there is this lesson about not casting pearls before swine. And what that really means, it's a lesson that every initiate goes through is that you don't tell people who are not interested any of this stuff because when you think of yourselves and how you found the information or how you've progressed on your own spiritual growth it's because something inside you was ready for it something inside you started asking questions maybe you heard something one day that you were ready to hear and you Went on your way with that. So, everybody's in their own process, and there's plenty of people who do want to know. And those people seem to show up in your life, or you find yourself in a situation where a discussion is going on, could be at a party, could be anywhere, and all of a sudden this conversation starts to spark up, or somebody on an airplane, or somebody in a restaurant. And you find that you're making a comment and next thing you know, you're engaging in this conversation about all this stuff and you're spreading the word that way. Okay, but I have to say that people, all kinds of people, even the ones that are not necessarily wired in their brain chemistry to understand this, okay, everybody responds to a feeling of love and peace. Sometimes it's not about a verbal communication at all. It's about a presence. And it's up to each one of us to be a loving presence. And that has to do with how we respond to things, how we think about things, what we share with people. You know, that's really what Source is saying is the most important thing to develop. Because the greater people learn to love and forego this whole idea that we're separate and different, the greater that's going to spread across the planet. Now, I also want to mention that one of the things that we're all missing is a communication with nature. And what I mean by that isn't just that you go out and hug a tree. What I mean by that is that nature is alive, that everything you see is conscious. Okay, And it's conscious in a way where it has its own sense of personality. It has its own information to impart. It has its own healing properties. And Ahana and I know from collecting many waters from around the earth as we were being guided by spirit and partaking of those waters in terms of ingesting them and learning about the spirit of different places, that the earth is probably one of the most powerful methods of healing you could ever encounter. You know, we are in the process of preparing these waters for people to experience. It'll be a while yet, just because there's a lot to it. But I can say that once you start being connected to nature in a very intimate way, and I can't really tell you what it's like unless you experience it, you have an ally at that point. You will find that nature changes itself for you. Nature supports you. Nature will change the weather for you. Nature will put you in a safe place. Nature will calm storms for you, bring sunlight out for you. So there's a whole other aspect of connection and communication with life that all of us need to explore more deeply. Again, we have to become love. We have to become it. We we can't just talk about it. We have to be a being that is that, that's harmless and that has no desire to harm or judge or separate. And this is what Source is saying in answer to this question. This is the biggest way to create an influence around this planet that can be felt by everyone.
1: That was super, Angel Rose, and uh, several people are commenting about how wonderful that question was. Our next question, when we die, why are we not aware of the parts of our soul that were split off in prior lifetimes?
0: All right. I think you would be aware, by the way. I think when you do die, you definitely get a hit of many, many lifetimes you've lived. And here's a little example. I lost my sister some years back. And uh, at the time, she came down with this illness very quickly. And by the time I got to see her, she was in the hospital. And uh, as soon as I walked into the hospital room, I must have seen about, you know, 50 lifetimes all in a flash that her and I shared together. And I was a bit shocked by it because, you know, I knew we had a, a connection, but I ju- they just all flashed in front of me really fast. So I think when you do die and you go into spirit, you do definitely be re- aware of lifetimes you've lived. It's part of your life review as well, as you would be shown the relationship between other lives and this life that you've lived in terms of what your contract might have been and, and how well you did with it. It's also very possible to be aware of your other lifetimes while you're alive here right now, not just your other lifetimes, but the selves that you have on multi-dimensional levels that are functioning right now that are aspects of yourself. So there are ways that you can um, develop an ability to remember those selves or become aware of them. And a lot of That ability has to do with how awakened uh, your brain is and how awakened particular chakras are. So when we talk about, you know, a lot of people talk about ascension in this time period, they talk about DNA activation, but what does that really mean? You know, DNA activation coincides with your higher gifts. And the way that you know that your DNA is being activated is you will start having memories of other lives. Uh, could be a vision, could be that you're in a place and all of a sudden you remember you were there before. You could have dreams where you're meeting groups of people who are really other aspects of yourself. You could actually go out of your body and meet and interact with other selves. So our abilities... Are great and to give you put it in perspective, we've been functioning from a three strand activation, some of us a four strand. And when you get into uh, DNA levels four through six, that's when your psychic awareness turns on, that's when your past life recall turns on. A lot of the children being born are coming in remembering other lives. Uh, So they would have somewhere between their fourth and fifth DNA strands activated. And when we talk about these waves coming in to the planet, they are designed to increase the activation of DNA strands. And again, how do you know you're being activated? It's because you will have corresponding gifts wake up. And if you don't have the corresponding gifts, okay, then you know, it's safe to say that you're not activated to those levels. If you think that we have a 12 DNA strand potential in our current human form, you can see that we've got a lot of activation to happen. Okay, because things like teleportation, or, you know, turning your body into light and traveling to other dimensions, and then downstepping yourself into a body again, the ability to locate, the ability to have other people see you in other places doing different things at the same time that you're sitting in your living room reading a book. What is true for a lot of us is that when we go to sleep at night, many of us are leaving our bodies and working with our other dimensional selves in other dimensions. Some of us are doing planetary work, others are doing other things in spirit. But what happens when you wake up is you start to become more aware of what you're doing and you don't wake up forgetting what you've done. So I hope that answers. Did I cover that question, Anna?
1: You did, Angeros, beautifully. Is the rising anger and violence erupting on the planet a product of the energy wave? And is it an actual clearing? Yeah, this is a very interesting question because many times we get asked about, you know, violence and negativity. And people are trying to understand, is is negativity a part of growth? Is negativity a part of clearing? And do we have to learn and grow through adversity? So the question, Angel Rose, is the rising anger and violence erupting on the planet a product of the energy wave, and is it an actual clearing?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Okay, well, what you're really witnessing is, um, okay, there's a lot of levels to it. So let me start first with what Source is saying, is that everything's an opportunity, first of all. Okay, any shifts in the magnetic field uh, that are the result of cosmic waves or of the Earth shifting her position in space, which she has done and all the other planets as well, by the way, okay, that that will cause an effect on all life forms. Anytime uh, there's changes in the universe, in the magnetic fields, every species gets affected. Now it can be an opportunity, all right, to shift into a more expansive or a lighter way of being. But it will also cause immense pressure on organisms. In other words, their cellular structure, the the water balance. I mean, for example, you think of the moon, how the moon does its tidal thing every single month, and how that affects the water in our cells and at the full moon the water in our cells is brought more to the surface and we feel it as emotion okay or reactiveness okay so you have to think of that more on a universal scale now that as things change in the cosmos because we're in a particular cycle it affects all the life forms and some life forms are ready for the shift they actually come here for that type of a shift others struggle others it's kind of like uh, a rubber band that's been stretched too thin and they can't cope and their own shadow self is uh, coming up to the surface it actually is coming up to be cleared and healed but think of people being in overwhelm okay and Let's look at it on a very practical perspective, because in our everyday lives, uh, we've been watching for a number of years now. So to answer the querent's question, it's not just due to this current wave. This has been going on for a few years now. But as we're watching planetary shifts and different waves coming through, which they have been, all right, um, all of a sudden, you know, we're stressed in terms of survival, right? We're looking at changes that have shifted our our opportunities financially. Some people have done well, other people, it's gone the other way. Things are Things are being built up and things are collapsing. And depending on our position in those events, you know, we find our own selves reactive. And I think this is what's really important is that when you're a spiritual person, when you're spiritually awake, it doesn't necessarily mean that you never go through any sort of negativity or hardship. What it does mean, though, it's all about how do you react and how do you respond to a situation? Because in answer to Ahano's question also about negativity, because we're in a polarized Uh, reality right now okay now some of that polarity is in our consciousness so that's one level of uh, healing is to realize that polarity is a perception and because we believe in separation and differences we contribute to the whole polarized reality so you come to a point though when you start moving away from that and you're interested only in unity and union, okay? That your brain starts to function differently; that the way you react to things uh, is different, okay? But but each one of us is getting stressed from different things that are going on, okay? So we're all being challenged now to not only be more creative. Some of us have, some of us on a practical level are having to reinvent ourselves. You know, our careers have fallen apart. What we used to do before isn't working. We're not manifesting certain things as fast. So we're being challenged as creators to take the bull by the horns and recreate realities for ourselves. So we're at a very interesting time period where there's all kinds of possibilities about what realities we going to manifest. So it's so important that we realize that we do have power in these, what appears to be very negative circumstances. We're being asked to, once again, pick up the ball, recreate ourselves, invent new careers, invent new ways of doing things. Okay, so we have to be able to let old orders die. Do we have to learn through negativity right now on this planet? That's the way it is because we're still polarized. You're going to see positive and negative, And the truth is, is you can, you know, learn just as well from both circumstances. Both, of, both types of circumstances can be blessings. There will come a point, though, where we move into unity and harmony. And when that happens, you won't see us needing to learn through negativity. But you have to understand that as long as we have negativity within us, we're going to create circumstances where we learn from it. And it doesn't have to be that way, but it is the way that is precisely because the human perception, okay, is a perception of separation. I hope that makes sense. Does it make sense, Ahana?
1: Okay, I'm just going to uh, make a tiny little announcement right now simply because at this point in time in our sessions we would begin the wind down and begin the reading of the summary and also we would go into our meditation to paradise earth but the fact of the matter is that we have got such a huge lineup of questions that I'm keen to proceed with the questions because they're so important and really really necessary and what I'm going to suggest Angel Rose to our participants is please do stay with us we're going to go for i i guess another 40 to 45 minutes but in the final recording we will of necessity have to split it into two parts so we will make it a download part one and a download part two and part two will contain the summary and will contain the meditation to paradise earth this is of necessity to comply with the resource requirements of the likes of Uh, YouTube and various other, the ability to be able to turn it into bite-sized chunks in other words, rather than have an extended long recording. So please do bear with us. You've been listening to Answers from the Akashic Records, a World of Empowerment service from Angel Rose and Ahanu.
0: To get the profound statements from the Akashic Records in your mailbox each week, log on to worldofempowerment.com